You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Hey guys, we got a big show for you today. We're going to give you an update on uh, on the Lightning. We're going to talk about some big auctions, the car Paul Walker's car collection going up for auction, and the Mustang Bullet's going to be hitting the Meekum auction soon. So lots of good stuff. Before we get started, let me tell you a little bit about Geico. Everybody's got a to-do list. You're dropping off for dry cleaning, maybe pick up some milk. Now you can add, save hundreds of dollars on car insurance to that list, and you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. Just go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. So if you want some extra money in your pocket, this is the most rewarding to-do you can do today. And of course, our friends at Dodge. The Dodge Big Finish event is here, so hurry in and uh, get the end of the year end the year with a great deal. It's Dodge Big Finish event this holiday season, and our gift to you is Employee Pricing Plus. So hurry in and get a great deal on a new Durango all month long. No matter where the season takes you, the Dodge Durango is here to make every trip this season a breeze because you'll be behind the wheel of a Durango. You'll be behind the wheel of a performance-driven SUV. And whether you're rolling out with your friends or family, you'll be able to fit everyone in Durango's seven-passenger seating capacity. This holiday season, Durango's Dodge's Dodge's gift to you is Employee Pricing Plus. That means everyone gets the same price as employees do on a new Dodge Durango. So hurry in to your Dodge Big Finish event today and end the year with a great deal. All right, let's get started, Chris. Hello and welcome to CarCast. I'm Matt, the moderator, DeAndre. I've got Bill Goldberg calling in. Oh, Bill, how are you, buddy? I am jamming, man. And yourself? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's been uh, it's been good. Uh, f- got full for uh, Thanksgiving and uh, visited uh, visited my mom and my brother, my dad in uh, in Arizona, and uh, that's it. I'm back at it. How was the first Thanksgiving in Texas? Uh, you know what? It was uh, peaceful. It was wonderful. We had a great uh, the <laughs> we had food for twenty. So uh, <laughs> you know we have uh, food for ten left over. So. Um, it was just the three of us. We had a great time. Uh, not that uh, we don't have a terrific time with the family on Thanksgiving, but uh, under the circumstances, man, it was wonderful. Uh, very peaceful, very quiet, uh, great food, and uh, way too much food. Good yeah. football, and uh, that's it. Good. Got a, lot good of, cars. a lot of good uh, and yourself? food stored up for the weekend. Uh, yeah, it was good. Um uh yeah, it was it was good. Arizona was it was weather was like it was here in California. It was a little rainy, it was a little cold, but otherwise good. It's never really too rainy or too cold. It seems like it's fine. Um yeah, man, it's all good. Uh you know, before we kick things off, let me uh tell you about a new uh new deal with Dodge. This holiday season, Dodge's gift to you is Dodge Power Dollars. That means $10 off of every horsepower of your 2019 Dodge Charger or Dodge Challenger. So hurry into the Dodge Big Finish event today and end of the year and end the year with a great deal. So uh, our friends at Dodge love them. Love the uh love the campaign you're doing. Love the sweepstakes that you're doing. And uh I think uh you guys got to follow follow Dodge or follow Goldberg on uh on Instagram and you'll 
you'll get all sort of the rules and stuff. But this is the last one. I think there's like four weekly clues and uh, put you in the running to win uh, a, a red eye, not just any red eye, a special red eye. Yeah, man, it's it's actually five, and uh, you will be happy to know since you are well informed that I I, I didn't just scream in this last. <laughs> I mean, I I, I I and by the way, I just I do what the script says. I, I, I you know everybody knows I can yell. So yeah. uh, hey, man, I just I I give them different variations, and they pick the one that's most appropriate. So you know, I guess they want an angry Santa Claus. Yeah. Or angry mayor, uh, or uh, derivative of both. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's a fun bit. Um, I'm glad that uh, you're having fun with it. it. Looked like you were having a lot of fun with it for sure. Um, so I woke up this morning and uh, woke up to the news that sounds kind of interesting. Whereas uh, Motor Trend and BBC have announced the new season and the new hosts of Top Gear America. And uh, the, the new hosts are Dax Shepard. Uh, Dax, uh, a friend of the show over here. Uh, Adam's known him for a long time. Dax is a car guy. He did that movie a while back. Uh, I forgot what it was, but uh, uh, where he, you know, the end of the movie is like him and sort of like this off-road kind of buggy type thing. And I know he races those. And. Uh, if I remember Dax's story, his mom ran like the ride and drive events for like GM, you know, so like she would put on the events for GM and they'd set up all the cones and all the press people would come and do the auto crossing and stuff and kind of learn about a new Corvette. And as a young Dax Shepard, he'd go there all the time and hang out with his mom and sort of before and after these events, he'd drive the cars and learn. And, you know, it's just a bit of a gearhead. It'd be interesting to see what, what Dax does with it. Um, and uh, Rob Cordry, right? So the format is similar before. You have a driver, you have a, you know, sort of a, a more of a gearhead kind of technical guy and uh, and a comedian. And uh, Rob Cordry is hilarious. So I'd love to see what he does with this. And uh, and I'm going to get the other guy's name wrong is uh, Jethro Bovington, Bovington. He's uh he's the um I I've seen him a few times on Motor Trend. I think he hosts uh a head to head or or one of the Motor Trend shows. He's a he's a he's a, a British journalist um with with Motor Trend and um and apparently he's a pretty good wheelman as well and has uh uh won some events or set some records at the Nürburgring. So um it should be uh it should be an interesting lineup. Um, I don't hate the lineup for sure. Uh, I think Dax will be fine. I think Rob Cordry is is hilarious. Um, I, it, I, the thing about comedians that I think you'll find, and this will be interesting maybe later in the week, we'll get into this with, with Corolla as well, is and, – and Bill, you've seen this too. Like you've <sighs> – You've performed in front of a live audience arguably more than most people, like getting into a ring and doing something like that. And you've been working with comedians like on the Goldbergs sitcom. There are some really funny comedians, but not necessarily they're all great at improv. And I kind of feel like Rob Cordry's funny could come from maybe him – Doing some 
improvised lines in this show. I think that's where the gem could be if he's really one of those kinds of comedians. I think he has I think he could be, but we'll uh we'll we'll see. I don't know that he's a big stand-up comedian guy. I think he's more of a of a of a an actor's comedian guy. You know what I'm saying? I think self-deprecation has a lot to play, play with it also. <laughs> yeah. You know, especially in this in this uh uh you know, mix that they're trying to do and that they've tried to uh, they've tried to do throughout the years and try to find the, the perfect mix, you know, which was the original. So we'll see how it turns out. I mean, I'm curious. As, as I'll, I'll watch it. I'm definitely going to give it a try. I, I just I just feel like BBC version of Top Gear worked so well because those guys had a lot of chemistry and, and over the years they got better with each other. And uh, and can play around, and I I know a lot of that show is scripted, but there's so many things that they do on the fly that hits the editing bay, and uh, and that w- they were able to get away with. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's they not were. Forget about that. Jeez. Yeah, that's the next thing is like what what can we what sort of limits can they push on this show as well? Um, my thing has always been. Uh, is it, it needs to it needs to have good chemistry between the hosts, but then the data for the cars and everything need to be accurate. And uh, uh, a lot of the shows miss that. Even the original Top Gear, uh, there's plenty of times where they're like, "This car has 480 horsepower," and like it's not even close to that. Um, it's a uh, uh, so it's it's interesting. But anyway, big announcement: uh, new Top Gear America hosts. Uh, it's coming out uh, next year. Uh, I don't know if I have the actual dates. Let me check the notes here real quick to see if uh, they put the date in here. I know they said they're just saying spring of 2020 on the Motor Trend app. And Motor Trend app is basically Motor Trend on demand. You can get it online. You can get the on your smart TV. You can get it whatever. So um uh, that'll be interesting. I don't know if it's going to be on TV. I don't think it's going to be on Discovery or the Motor Trend Network, which was formerly Velocity. I think it's just going to be part of the streaming service, which is uh, interesting. Yeah, you know, everybody's doing streaming services these days, Disney and everybody else, and they all need sort of their flagship show to get people to subscribe. Uh, you know, Disney launched with The Mandalorian, the big Star Wars series, and apparently that's doing very well for them. Uh, you know, of course, they paid big money. They got uh, John Favreau to write and produce it, and and uh, they got a good cast and all that. So, so this is sort of their version of that. Um, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to do. And you have having done Top Gear, or or I guess the Grand Tour, right? You did the Grand Tour. <laughs> we we spoke about that driving the uh, the Jaguar F types. Um, that was that was a yeah, fun. It was, day. it was it was fun, man. I think <laughs> it's a terrific format. It's my favorite show ever. You know, um, it's a it's a it's a cool gig for sure. And even when it turned into the Grand Tour, I thought it was still pretty damn cool and a great experience to go over there and do it. And um, even though it was rigged, and uh, <laughs> you know, it was uh, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, it's uh, it, it, hey, it's a it's it's the pinnacle of the car shows. If you ask me, there there are few and far between that rank you know, in its best episodes with Top Gear. So mm-hmm. um, it's, a, it's a cool deal to, to see them try to replicate it in the States. 
um, you know, your hopes are very high and that the combination hasn't worked as of yet. So we'll see if this one does. So we'll see. Yeah. You know, the the previous version of, of, of Top Gear America, um, I, I, it started off one direction and kind of went in a different direction. And um, I, the format itself, I, I, I wasn't particularly a fan of, although I do like Tanner Faust a lot. I don't know Adam Ferrara. Um, uh, and I love Rutledge Wood. Uh, everybody does. He's the nicest guy ever. And, you know, some people may say, oh, maybe that wasn't as successful. Look, that show is on for like five seasons. That's a success in the TV world. You get five seasons out of anything. That's a huge hit. So uh, I, I like those guys a lot. I thought they did a good job on that. I just would have liked to have seen a little bit more. I don't know. I always liked I liked the element that you did. I, I like sort of whatever they call it now, sort of the big star in a little car uh, thing. I like to I like to see the kind of the heads up version of stuff and like what's your track time versus Tom Cruise versus the next guy. Then like I kind of like seeing some of that stuff as well, um, and some of the the films that they make within the show are kind of fun. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'll definitely give it a give it a try, and uh, hopefully it works out good. In in um. In the version that you did, you drove the the Jaguar F types, and now we we told that whole story about you're sitting on the wrong side and blah blah blah. Um, but uh, I do like that car, and Jaguar has unveiled the 2021 F type, um, basically uh, uh, an upgrade on it. Um, I'm not sure how much of the platform is retained, but uh, but it looks good. I, I think the F type is one of the best looking cars out there right now. It's a great looking sports car. It actually works as the coupe or convertible. And uh, this new F type is uh, it's much more refined. Uh, has more of a refined look, a little bit smoother look, more of a squintier headlight eye on it, uh, uh, which is interesting. Um, the suspension upgrades. The suspension upgrades are a little bit better handling, but a little bit more comfortable ride, which is great with technology. We can make that kind of stuff happen these days. Uh, the uh, I believe they're dropping the 340 horse uh, V6. They're going to have like a 296 uh, horsepower four cylinder, the 380 horsepower six cylinder, and the uh, the V8, the F Type R, is going to get a bump from 520 from five. 50, I think, to 575 horsepower, which is the same horsepower as the F-Type SVR. Uh, there's no announcement for an SVR yet, but if uh, if they do one, it's going to have to be probably 600 horsepower plus. But as this car is now, the uh, the F-Type R uh, will do 0 to 60 in three and a half seconds. It's a great sports car. It's one of the best sounding cars out there. Well, you get that sport you know, Jags, exhaust out Jags there. are what got me into liking sports cars. My dad used to have them, and uh, uh, they were the most beautiful car in the world oh, uh, yeah. in the late 60s, I thought. And carrying through to still today, the E-Type is a beautiful car. And the the bad taste in my mouth that I you know, <laughs> acquired during the Grand Tour does not supersede the fact that they are absolutely beautiful cars. So. Um, even though they're made for for very tiny people, made for tiny people for sure. That car was uh, is is tough. There's also an upgraded infotainment system with the, with a larger, I think, twelve or twelve point three inch screen, uh, which the car definitely needs. But th- what it needs more than anything, unfortunately, we've said this about Land Rovers and Range Rovers and and uh, 
and the Jags is the software that they're putting in these infotainment systems. They're buggy. They crash. They're slow. And uh, uh, hopefully the new cars that they're rolling out has uh, upgrades to all of this stuff as well. So anyway, I'm excited about seeing that car. Uh, We'll try to get on the list to test one of those. Uh, Just got my wife's Range Rover back from a uh, recalled software update. Well, there you go. (laughs) <laughs> there you go. And, but the problem is we like those things so much. They're good-looking trucks. They're good size. You know, It's not as if we're not knowledgeable about it, yet we yeah. still drive them. I mean, that's it. Yeah. We still get them. You know, Adam drives a Jack, and, uh, uh, you know, and all the time he's like, the camera doesn't go on. The camera does go on. The phone doesn't connect. And I was like, yeah, but the car looks good. He's like, yeah, it is a pretty car. And <laughs> the, the conversation, right? That's pretty much it. Uh, tell us about your new truck. You got a new truck. Oh right. man, you know, I, everybody's heard the story. Obviously, I broke it here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I can't drive any of my cars, uh, uh, you know, past uh, the evening. Um, so, uh, as, uh, you know, because I'm fearful of hitting a, a deer. So I had to go out and acquire a truck, and obviously, I'm going to keep it in the family. And so. Um, I spoke to the uh, managing partner of the local Bernie Dodge and, uh, you know, a truck that's mirrored the truck that he's driving right now was a special order truck and the customer ironically backed out of it. And uh, there it was for me to purchase. And uh, a couple of days later, it was it was my new acquisition. And uh, yeah, now it's it's getting ready to be transformed. I can't believe it's in one spot for this long because of all the things that I've been trying to add to it uh, since it hit the ground. So, What was special order um, about it? What did you get? What was the base truck that you're starting with before you, you put your own spin on it? Well, it's a heavy, it's a 219 heavy duty, 2,500, you know, six, seven Hemi. Okay. Um, and it's got the all blacked out package and, you know, the suspension, it looks like on this vehicle is, uh, is is more than more than appropriate. It sure eats these twenties and these tires up, you know, quite easily. But um, you know, it, it's it's got um, some light package. It's like I said, it's all blacked out. It's all the emblems are blacked out. All the windows are blacked out. It's got the tint. It's got the side side uh, storage in the uh, in the bed, and uh, you know, it's a it's a Pretty gnarly truck, man. It's 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 cool, man. Yeah, yeah, it looks it, good. It you sure guys gives can me uh, a lot more security than driving down the road, you know, at eight o'clock in my red eye. So yeah, um, I don't have my forearm up blocking my face like I do, <laughs> you know, driving driving my challenges. Right, you got to kind of like weld like a grate in front of the windshield, like a death match or death race style, or or old school A team, Mad Max. Yeah, kind of like that as well. You guys can see the uh, picture of the new truck at uh, on uh, on Goldberg's Instagram. He is uh, uh, Goldberg's Garage and uh, uh, Goldberg nine five. On but look Instagram. at it quick because you know Whipple's already uh, uh, jumped on board, and you know we're gonna uh, talk to Harry about tires and uh, gonna reach out to Black Rhino and Magnaflow, obviously. And, you know, Tim Duncan's got a place down in San Antonio. And uh, we see Tim at, at, we've seen Tim at SEMA, you know, for 15 years, man. He's been a gearhead for as long as I can remember. And um, I, I want to hook up with him and, 
and see what we can get done over there. You know, just another project and another uh, another uh, widening of my uh, my taste. I mean, you got a six months under your belt of uh, being a truck owner. That's like that. right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it, it's funny because uh, all this week I was like, "Man, I miss my truck. I want my truck back." It's been over at uh, over at uh, Galpin Autosports. They've been uh, uh, making some changes for me. We're putting the brake kit on it, and uh, I think they did the rear brakes. And I made some some changes to the interior. I did. Um, uh, you guys saw the pictures that seem. I didn't put up many interior pictures yet because uh, I wanted to make some changes. But the guys at at Banks, we have the um, the i dash uh, gauge uh, in there, and we have two of them sort of daisy chained in there. And as we add more sensors, they can do more and more things. Um, and I love getting just sort of data on those. Um, and then we put the JL audio system in there, and I had tweeters up on the dash, which were fine. I just didn't like the overall look of them sitting up there. So we're we're custom making a pillars for both the driver and passenger side to match to uh, to fit the gauges in there. And you're sure not and matching the, the era, man, because I no. remember when I used to have the tweeters up on every single one of my vehicles on the oh, a yeah. pillar, and it just was cool when it would stuck out. But you know, we're way beyond. It, it, <laughs> it's, it's far more integrated now and look yeah. the interesting thing is is you've probably had one of these in one of your cars in your lifetime or definitely seen them is the a-pillar gauges like and now you can buy oh. like the plastic gauge holders from Autometer and stuff and i'm a huge fan of Autometer. i love those guys we've done a bunch of stuff together i've got a bunch i've got their gauges all over in all of our projects over here in every car we have yeah. um however the A-pillar gauge mount f- for this truck, I-, I didn't really like it. I didn't like the way it fit. Um, it-, it would need far more modifications for it to be integrated the way I wanted it to. Um, and two, the the angle of the gauges didn't work for me. They were too high up. They were too far apart. <laughs> I want to bring them down much lower and increase my visibility. Get on the Apple box. Yeah, I, I believe me. I I'm high, as high up in that thing and as far forward. I know everybody says don't get a regular cab pickup truck because you can't lean the the uh, the seat back. But when you're my size, you can move your seat forward and then lean it back. So I can get a little bit of a lean in there. I don't think you'd be able to fit in the door of this truck where uh, I could kind of fit kind of comfortably and and I like it. It's just the angle of the gauges doesn't work for me. Um. So uh, uh, we're redoing all of that. And then the front brakes, if you guys saw the post I put up there, we custom made the front brakes. Uh, uh, my friends at Little Shop Manufacturing, I think they're in Tennessee. And uh, they, the front rotor, I, I've explained to you guys before, the front rotor and like the hub are all sort of one piece. And to get a big brake kit to work, we needed to separate them, make two pieces. So they hit their software, uh, you know, they hit their computers, did a bunch of uh, design and CAD uh, on their computers and machined new billet hubs with with the right size bearings and everything. And then they machined, they designed a machine brackets for a larger Willwood six-piston caliper, and the hub now bolts up a a Willwood two-piece rotor. So we finally eliminated and got rid of the stock brakes, 
before people would do like like a big heavy like econo line or f three fifty like yeah. caliper upgrade and it would it would increase braking performance but didn't change the rotor didn't change the look didn't do much else other than just putting a bigger heavy caliper on there so this new one uh uh we it's done it's designed they're sending the whole kit out. Uh, I believe it arrives uh, today as we're recording this, and then I'll get that installed and uh, get the brakes tied in. Um, but uh, similar to you with your truck project, uh, uh, Magnaflow exhaust and putting the supercharger on it, um, I'm curious, is uh, are, are you just going to do a bolt-on supercharger kit, or are you going to send that thing over to, to your buddies at Gearhead Fabrications and go ridiculous like I am? <laughs> I'm not going ridiculous. There's, I don't think there's any need for it. This thing's got 410 out of the chute, you know, and I, yeah. I don't know that. I don't know the. Can you hear the donkey in the background? I I can hear a donkey in the background. <laughs> <laughs> so this is an uh, this is an update from the the exterior noises or the additional noises <laughs> you would hear if I was still in California. Yeah. So we have acquired two donkeys. Um, uh, uh, back to the story. Yeah. Um, the, uh, you know, I, I think they've got gear. I've already reached out to Mario, and he said that Whipple's already got a kit for these things. And it, like I said, it's got 410 out of the chute. I don't think there's any reason whatsoever to get ridiculous with this, um, considering I'm getting ridiculous with every single one of my other vehicles. I might as well just keep this one, you know, under 600. I, um, it won't be under six hundred. That that really Whipple will add. That Whipple will add two hundred, maybe more. Exactly. That. Yeah, you're exactly. going to be at so six hundred plus around anyway. six hundred. Yeah, so, yeah, you're um, going to be there six, for sure six, with it. Seven hundred will be my ceiling. Okay, let's just put it that way. Maybe for right now. Right. But Don't let them. No there's no need to get you know overkill on it. I just need to be able to withstand the force of a, of a deer running at my vehicle. And I you know, <laughs> yeah. am the uh, largest animal advocate in the world, but, you know, if it's me or the deer, it's not going to be me. So, Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, it's going to be it's going to be exciting. We'll have to keep us updated on that build as well. I'll do the same on the lightning. Um, uh, I have been talking to uh, Carl Bowman, I think is his last name. I don't have it in front of me. Very nice guy. He runs US Shift. US Shift is they they make the electronic controllers to control modern day transmissions and almost any transmission that you you want. And we went round and round a couple times to figure out what transmission we should run in the Lightning. Do we keep the E4OD? Do we make some upgrades to it to handle the power? Do we switch to an L480, like GM transmission, keep it a four-speed or, or what? And uh, at the end, we sort of decided um, six-speed transmission is probably the way to go. And the six-speed, not for the additional overdrives, but just – when accelerating, it's just a smoother acceleration, less drop in RPM between shifts. So the Ford uh, 6R80 out of uh, out of the previous like Raptor, and I think um, the the Mustangs that have the 6R80 in them, a bunch of the trucks, we're going to use that six speed transmission with a couple of mild upgrades to handle the power, um, and uh, and his electronic shifter. Uh, 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 his electronic transmission controller, actually, um, and uh, 
uh, the guys at Stiflers that are doing some of the suspension pieces for me, um, the chassis bracing, uh, they're going to make a cross member that works. Um, <laughs> that uh, and and potentially offer this as a kit at some point. So if you guys have an OBS Ford uh, truck and want to put the six speed in it, if you haven't done already, um, uh, the pieces will be there, will be available to you. Um, and uh, they make. Uh, U.S. Shift is making an adapter plate that takes that transmission and bolts it up to a small block Ford. Now, what I what I wanted to do was the new 10-speed transmission that was co-developed by Ford and GM. However, those 10-speed transmissions were only really designed to mate up against the uh, modular engines. And although U.S. Shift already has a controller for the 10-speed there isn't yet a way to bolt it up to a small block Ford. There needs to be an adapter kit, maybe a spacer for the torque converter and some things to overcome. So uh, if you want uh, a 10-speed transmission, let's say on a Gen 2 Lightning with a mod motor, it will work. And U.S. Shift has the controller for it. But for uh, for what I'm doing, I think the 6-speed is going to be good. And, uh, and the other thing I'm playing around with the idea of doing is getting rid of the column shifter and doing like more of an electronic push button shifter to clean up the dash and the big column up there. So uh, I'm, I'm working on that. I'm looking into some options with that, talking to some people about it. But uh, that's where we are is the next step is going to be the uh, is the probably the transmission. And we're going to do some updates to the steering. It just turns out all of my ideas on the steering Rack and pinion steering conversion won't work. It doesn't really work with the I-beam suspension. Uh, you'll never get the pump steer correct. And apparently nobody can rebuild a Ford steering box to be quicker ratio. And there are a few people that even rebuild them. Everybody uses a GM box, quick ratio all day long. You can't find a quick ratio Ford steering box for this generation of truck. I have no idea why. It seems like there's so many of these trucks and Broncos out there, but they don't have it. Um, so, uh, uh, you know, I tried to do something custom, but a couple of the shops I took it to said they didn't want to do it. They didn't want to warranty the work. And they said safety is too much of an issue with the steering box. And I, I told them they're overthinking it. So uh, I was like, Fine, I'll do it myself. So I came back here, talked to Sean, our guy in the shop who's built a million of these, uh, you know, frame up hot rods and all the race cars and stuff. And uh, I think we're going to be coming up with a solution on our own. So we'll see how that goes. It should be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> That's easy for you. So. Yeah, it'll be good. Um, I want to get into some of this car auction stuff. Let me tell you guys about Zorro first. If you purchase supplies for a business, you know it's nearly impossible to find everything you need in one place. Luckily, now there's Zorro.com, where their number one goal is to make your life easier. Go to Zorro.com. at Z-O-R-O.com. It's where you'll find everything you need for businesses of almost any size and any industry. Zorro.com has tools and equipment, safety and office supplies, cleaning supplies, and more. Zorro has tons of stuff for industries like electrical, plumbing, contracting, manufacturing, pretty much anything you can imagine. And you'll find brands that you know and trust like Stanley, 3M, Milwaukee, Schneider, and Rubbermaid, just to name a few. 
Zero.com offers amazing customer service, and you'll enjoy fast, free shipping on orders of over $50 or more. Even if you don't have a business to shop for, you'll still find lots of great items at Zorro.com. Visit Zorro.com slash CarCast, sign up for their Z-mail newsletter, and get 15% off your first order. That's Zorro.com slash CarCast. Okay, so we've got some auctions coming up at the beginning of the year. We have uh, we have the Mecham auction in uh, Kissimmee. Is it Kissimmee or Kissimmee, Florida? It's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. That's what I was thinking, too. It uh, doesn't matter. Well, the Mecham auction is coming up over there. And uh, over there, where <laughs> over there in Florida, <laughs> January second through the twelfth, <laughs> and uh, their uh, <laughs> their flagship car is the Bullet Mustang, the original Bullet Mustang. Uh, we 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 got into the story a little bit before, and the guy that owned it kind of kept it quiet, and then eventually he's gone, and his son has it. And when the new Bullet Mustang was coming out a year or two ago. You know, he teamed up with Ford, and they've been showing this thing everywhere. It's been at uh, – it was on display, I think, at Barrett-Jackson last year, and it's been at Ford events and auto shows. And, Did you uh, see – were you – was it there the year that you guys were at Goodwood? Oh, uh, I no, I think it was there last year. I think it was there this past year. It, no, I think it, it was there when you guys were there because I remember, I think, seeing it there. You better double check. Yeah, it, it could it be because that's when the the most recent bullet came out was not this past year, but the year before. So I guess it could have been there. Yeah, maybe it was there yeah, both years. It was there. Um, I was oh, anyway. Yeah, it, it's you know unrestored uh, runs, um, and uh, it's going up for auction. And you can go to bullet.meekum.com to get the story. Bullet, by the way, is B U L L I T T dot com, and uh see all the pictures get all the story all the authentication for it all the paperwork for it everything's published you know you're getting the real deal this thing's been uh gone through and authenticated up the wazoo so uh this is the car um obviously not the only car used in that movie but this is the car uh the, you know the one that was lost basically the hero car there's and, a lot to be said for that because in this day and age when there's a lot of D cars, everybody labels from mm-hmm. movies. Yeah. This is like, you know, this is in the top three of D cars, I think, yeah. ever. It's 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 a pretty cool car. It's a pretty special car. The question is, what is it worth? And I I don't know what the reserve is on it, if there is one. I assume so. It's worth whatever somebody pays for. I know, and and but you know, what is the car normally? Thirty five grand, thirty thousand dollars? Like who knows? That's, that's, uh, but that's yeah, you know. But you buy the story, but, right? And this is a you, great story. You buy, yeah. I mean, look at a Ferrari. I mean, a Ferrari is going to get its money, and those type of cars are going to get its money. And we're talking thirty. What are we? Thirty, forty million for some of the for a couple of those cars. The yeah. fifty six, the the early sixties cars. Oh yeah, now they're topping eighty, maybe a hundred million. Not traded yet, yeah. but but uh, they're valued at close to a hundred million. Now we're not talking that for any car that was originally worth 
you know, 25 grand or, or <laughs> no, excuse me, tw- uh, 2,500, yeah, no, 4,500 bucks. Yeah. Something seven, like that. 7,500 bucks, something like that. Maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah, it should be interesting. Look, and, and the owner has said, uh, they said, what do you think it's worth? And he said, I don't know, but I think through Haggerty or something, they had it insured for like, I forgot what he said, $7 million or $8 million. And they said, is that what you think it's worth? He said, no, that's just the absolute most amount of insurance I can afford on the car. And, I think uh, it's worth $10, 10 million bucks. I think it could be worth $10 million. It could be worth, you know, if it's sold for $6 million, I wouldn't be upset. And if it's sold for $14 million, I'd be like, okay, that sounds right too. I have no idea on that car uh, where it's going to be. Obviously, it's millions of dollars. Um, and I don't know, like, is it is it ten million bucks? I mean, I that number wouldn't surprise me. And I just I don't know what the uh, what the owner of this car is thinking. There had to have been discussions between like Haggerty and because of the valuation tools and uh, and Meekum and this guy and 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 all kinds of stuff. Like everybody's probably has an opinion on this and. I guess we'll see where it goes, but um, I, you know, I'll be watching that. I think it'll be interesting to to see, and I'll be curious to know who buys it. Does it go to a museum? Does it go to a special collection? Does it go to a private owner? Like, uh, I'd, it'd be interesting to see where uh, where where that thing goes. Um, but it's cool, you know. It's cool, and I. I I think everything is as good as the story, really, especially in these vintage cars. It's it's all about the story, and uh, these guys have, have a good story. There are some more cars going up for auction. I'm going to tell you about Paul Walker's lineup of cars, but before I do, uh, more Dodge. Hurry into your local Dodge dealer where they bring, bring you performance, technology, and great deals. It's the Dodge Big Finish event, and this holiday, our gift to you is Dodge Power Dollars. With Dodge Power Dollars, you'll get $10 off for each horsepower of every new car. That's every 2019 Dodge Charger, every 2019 Dodge Challenger, and that means a 2019 Dodge SRT Hellcat Red Eye. You buy one of those, and you'll receive almost $8,000 of cash allowance. So if you get more power, you'll get more off. It's simply that easy. Hurry into your local Dodge Big Finish event today and end the year with a great deal. Yes, sir. And and from personal experience, (laughs) Santa Claus can even go in your local Dodge, pick out his his choice Dodge Ram, and get an estimated $5,200 off. Oh, there you go. $200 off. Yeah, because they're doing employee pricing plus. They're doing that, too. On, uh, yeah, on well, concept. I didn't mention that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so uh, Paul Walker's collection. Paul Walker's collection of cars, or at least a big chunk of it. I don't know if it's the entire collection. Uh, I believe 21 cars, all going to Barrett-Jackson Scottsdale. I assume that means no reserve. And uh, uh, I think Not we, necessarily. We, uh, we just uh, we just passed. It's like the day after, two days after Thanksgiving is the anniversary of his death. I can't believe it's what it's been like five years now or something. And uh, uh, a friend of mine was there and called me from the event and uh, very from the, uh, from the accident, very tragic. But uh, in a lighter note, like two months before that, I got to go to uh, Willow Springs and spend the day driving uh, Lexus LFA supercars 
And uh, it was myself, Paul Walker, and a couple of Lexus guys. And we had a great time. And, and some of the cars he was telling me about that he was particularly proud of was his BMW, his E36 M3 lightweights. I think he had a 91 and a 95. And uh, uh, he loved those cars. He was telling me about them. And uh, over the years, he acquired five of them. And all five are going up for auction at Barrett-Jackson. So if you go to the Barrett-Jackson website, I think you can get more information about those cars. But uh, a few of the other things that he has uh, up for auction, it's a 63 Chevy 2. It's a Nova wagon. He has a 64 uh, Chevy Chevelle 300 wagon. It's a project car. He's got a 67 Chevy Nova. It's a custom coupe built by year one. He's got a 2000 Audi S4. It has the 2.7 liter twin turbo V6 in it. He's got a 95 Ford Bronco Eddie Bauer edition. Uh, I, I like the 95 Ford part. We got a lot of the same parts. I wonder if his steering box is any good. I can use that for my truck. He's got a 2003 F250. It's got the Power Stroke diesel. It's got the 7.3 liter in it. He's got a 2004 GMC Sierra, a 2006 Toyota Tundra. I think the Toyota Tundra is what he brought up to Willow Springs, by the way, when we were out there. He drove that there. Uh, A 2005 Harley Davidson. uh, It's a custom-built bike by Road Dog Customs. He's got a, a, a Suzuki a DRZ 400 SM dual-purpose bike. He's got a BMW F800 GS Enduro. He's got a 2013 uh, Ford Mustang, a Boss 302S track car. I don't think it was raced. Um, I, I'm not sure, but it was set up to race. He wanted to do more of that. He's got a 2009 370Z, Nissan 370Z. With uh, with a single seat interior, made a cameo in Fast Five, and of course the uh, the 1989 Nissan Skyline R32. It's a gunmetal gray uh, with uh, with black wheels and a roll cage in it. So uh, that's a bunch of the cars that are going up for Barrett Jackson. Um, I like going to the Barrett Jackson event. By the way, it's a great event. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see. I, I really am curious to see what those lightweight uh, BMWs will do. Something really low miles, um, uh, lightweight M3, I think has pulled almost a hundred grand maybe on bring a trailer. So there's some good money there. And of course, that Skyline's a cool car. So I'd love to see that. So and man. of course, the, you know that Barrett Jackson's the, the coup de the, the coup de gras for sure. So yeah, uh, every every January, uh, all the money uh, that goes. For those cars heads down to Scottsdale, whether it be, you know, Barrett or the other uh, cornucopia of auctions, for God's sakes, there's so many things going on down there. Yeah. I tell you, a Scottsdale Auction Week has grown into a huge, uh, a huge event, a, a great time. It's not like Monterey where there's racing and a concourse going on, things like that. But um, as far as car shopping, that is the week to go. You can go to Barrett Jackson, but you can swing by Gooding. You can go to RM. You can go to Russo and Steel, and there's other auctions out there as well. Um, so uh, when I go yeah, out if there, if you I, don't like one, if you don't like what's at one, you know, if you just want to change. Go right next door. Oh yeah, it's it's fantastic for that. I try to hit up three or four auctions. I I always try to hit up three or four all the time in in the few days that I'm out there. So it's good. When was the last time you went out to Barrett Jackson Scottsdale? Have you done Scottsdale? It's been a while. 
Scottsdale is the only one that I do. Um, I, I did that errant one up e, up uh, on the East Coast. Yeah. Uh, purely because I was in the middle of that rally, but um, traditionally, uh, I think ten years in a row, I went to Scottsdale, and I'll, I haven't been in four or five years, but I, I see myself going back very soon. Um, it's a sickness of mine, and uh, unfortunately, my garage won't be big enough for uh, another acquisition <laughs> for a long time. So, you know, uh, I'm good. I'm good. If, yeah. if I go there, I, I, I have the time I have. Yeah, we have a good time, uh, and I, I appreciate all the, the wonderful hospitality they gave us over there. Um, speaking of garages, are you putting pen to paper? You, you're specking out. You're, you're going to build a garage for your new for your new property out there. Well, Metron and a barn garage, man, and, and a barn. I'm just saying, Metron Garage. Um, they and I have come up with a, a, a monstrosity <laughs> that will be Goldberg Garage too. I suppose. I, I guess I have to name it, but. It's going to be great, man. I'm just, uh, I just can't wait until it happens. I just put uh, three sets of tires at the storage facility early this morning because I don't have room in my existing garage. So um, it will be uh, not, uh, never too soon could this garage be built. And you got you to gotta build a barn as well, right? Yeah, that's, you know, I have to satiate the wife, happy wife, happy life, no question. But the, bar, but the barn is going to be, you know, uh, of, it's uh, a tenth of the size of the garage. So uh, that will go up quick, comparatively. Yeah, well, we're looking forward to it. So keep us updated, and let's talk to the Metron guys, see what their what their plan is. And uh, I'm sure you're going well, to post. I need, a, I need a gym. I've got ha- I'm sitting in my neck machine right now, which is placed you know, uh, to the side of one of my red eyes, or my red eye, and the, the shoulder machine is in between the two challengers. So, <laughs> yeah, and, I need and there's a, gym a donkey? Badly. <laughs> I don't I, No, that's he's he's <laughs> fifty feet uh from the from the you know the garage door, so he's yeah. begging for food. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. All right. All right guys, we're gonna we're gonna wrap things up. Uh we appreciate you uh listening. And of course you can follow us on uh on uh Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can follow Goldberg and Goldberg Garage on Twitter, Goldberg nine five, Goldberg's Garage on Instagram. You can follow me at Motorator everywhere. You can see Goldberg's truck. You can see the brake kit. You can see all the all the cool stuff that we're uh, that we're eh, we're trying to do, and uh, that's pretty much it. But uh, cool. Thanks, guys. Until next time, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel, and don't hit any deer. Yeah. And if you do, be driving a Dodge truck. <laughs> yeah, right. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. CarCast Show.